0: Paranormal poltergeists prolong their paltry pursuit this week on the Hapless Heroes.
1: Hedrick, no!
2: Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and I am your host and DM as we continue this naval adventure. I have a wonderful cast of characters. You know them. You love them. We have Dave as Zero, Phelan's avatar of war. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind.
3: I'm controlling a ship.
2: Nicole as Boris the Butcher.
4: Everything is way too far away to stab right now.
2: Phyllis Hedrick, the entertainer.
1: Patience, little one. Your stabbings will
2: soon be right in front of you. <laughs> Words. <laughs> and John, as Lord Jarrell, the light.
5: Do not fear, my mighty crew. Jarrell is here.
2: Yeah, and speaking of Jarrell being here and the stabbings are coming, um, you guys are (laughs) embroiled. (laughs) Damn it, John! (laughs) You guys are embroiled in a intense naval battle with three ghost ships. One that has been almost completely decimated by you know a stationary force cage that it just plowed right into. Uh, The other two are in hot pursuit. Directly behind you on either side. Um, you guys are also sailing through this grayish green fog.
0: Grayish green fog.
2: And. are <laughs> <laughs> <Our laughs> an unknown distance from the shore of Ardwall. And you don't know if any other ships lie within this ghastly, ghostly mist. Um, we're going to dive back into initiative here. And we started back at the top. So like, like I said, the ghost ships had moved and are trying to catch up to you guys because, you know, you had powered through between them to try to, like, beat their intercept course because they were, too, you know, they had spent a little extra time firing upon you guys rather than, you know, going full steam ahead. So you are, you know, probably about a hundred feet ahead of their position, but they are closing fast. So we're gonna move to the Oberstar again, because like I said, you know, the rest of the ships are just trying to catch up. So we had Boris, the type of initiative on this ship. Boris, you're you know, now the ships that are are chasing you and are behind the ship. Okay. They are approaching along the port and starboard sides, right? They're not like directly behind, but they are, you know, they are working on
4: catching up to you.
2: Now, Hedrick, have...
4: you want more grenades, correct? I mean, there is
2: a near limitless supply right now.
1: Hedrick's right next to you and he's currently wearing a bandolier of grenades.
4: Oh, you've got lots of grenades. All right. Uh, Boris kind of eyeballs okay so do the ships look like they're gonna catch up like are they they're moving like much quicker than we are yes in their their ghastly manner uh so Boris is gonna kind of like assess where they would be gangplanking over to us I guess, like, I'm assuming there's somewhere on the side of the ship that would be like trying the to predict place their position. They would put the gangplank, right? Like, there's going to be like a boarding spot on the ship or like something.
2: Yeah, they're I mean, there's, the there's 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 an ob- there's obvious areas on the deck where you would be able to lower one onto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah.
4: she's she's gonna like try to like position herself so that she could sneak attack when they started boarding so like she wants to be able to kind of like hide around from wherever like the gangplank would end up getting put down on the port side
2: okay you could probably even get a little higher up like you know I guess it kind of races up to where like the helm is and Mm -hmm. you like jump down on top of them if
4: you want perfect yeah yeah so she positions herself somewhere basically where she's just like hidden and able to attack but still like close enough that if anything's happening she can quickly get like prepare
2: yeah preparing that action to sort of react to
4: Yes, yeah, exactly. Preparing to be able to whack somebody.
2: That's fine
0: with me.
4: Dagger in hand.
0: All right, zero. Okay, so they are about to put gangplanks down, but have not done so yet. Um, No,
2: they have to catch up to you first.
0: Okay. Then, if they have not quite yet Caught up. I don't really want to go burning action surge or anything, but I think I'd like to take some special care to shoot the ones that are currently holding the gank planks on the ship that is on our eeny, meeny, miny starboard side. Okay. So we'll take three shots.
2: Yeah, and that ship is, you know, currently struggling to, you know, maintain crew, right? The one on your port side has full crew. Yeah. The one on your starboard side is definitely
0: uh, lacking. Yeah, and we're just going to pick on the weakened ship. Um, so, uh, yeah, unless there's any major changes in armor class, we have a hit. We have two hits. We have three hits. Oh,
2: yeah. And you pick off three more of their crew.
0: Yep. Yeah. Still
2: above half, but not by much.
0: That's fine. Uh, And Zero is just going to kind of post up in more of a, you know, on one knee position uh, with uh, Reason shouldered and just awaiting the passage of time to fire more rounds at the normal firing rate. Sounds good.
2: Patrick?
1: He's going to look over to the captain and start a rhythm he has not done before. And he's going to make sure he's making contact with a lot of the uh, crew as he's kind of like sauntering into a center direction. And he wants to inspire Captain Quinn, who he has grown accustomed to. And now finally is seeing him like in his element, in his rawest form, with an immense power. At and his doing There is a tale of a seaward man who controls the waters with his hands. His crew will come up with the plan and he'll claim it as his own. True. Soon may a south wind come, so hide your wench's golden rum. If you hatch a scheme, then tell no one when the mighty south wind blows.
2: Fucking love it.
1: (laughs) And he he will continue this theme Um, As he's motioning for, like, another grenade, and he's going to, once again, lob it up and bat one off, catapult, burning a second-level spell.
2: At which ship?
1: Uh, Continuing with the starboard ship, he sees the work that Zero's been doing, and he wants to stay close to his elements of inspiration. He sees how the crew works as one. And he says... Alright, a little bit more batting practice.
2: Alright, so you take aim at one of the <laughs> one of the people on the ship.
4: Ooh, and how yeah. many times He's actually, on this grenade? Yeah,
1: I wanna set this one to ten seconds.
2: Ten seconds it we is? Haven't,
1: we we haven't done this yet. But he wants to aim into the ship. Like into the deck, uh I guess, like on top, into a corner, someplace where it rolls into some
2: either uh Chamber? Is there, like, a room up on the uh, deck level? I mean, yeah, you might be able to try to, like, sneak it into, like a, like, a hole on the top of the deck or something. There's a hole there where the previous grenade was. Their had exploded. Okay.
1: I'll go for that. And, uh... So, basically, if I'm not aiming at a creature, there's no dexterity save required.
2: I'm not gonna make a dexterity save for the ship. Uh, it's a pretty... But, I, you know what? I will say that Make me a roll to see if you just make me a a d20 roll. I want to kind of see maybe if you're able to finesse it actually into that hole. It's going to hit the ship regardless, but. It's a straight roll? Yeah. Nine. All right, you try to get it inside, but you know it, it, it kind of bounces off the top a little bit. I mean, as much as a ten-pound grenade can bounce, um, it kind of just sticks into the the hull itself on the top, okay. near one of the, near one of the sails.
1: I need to roll four d eight.
2: Fifteen. You deal fifteen damage to the sail, um, and then. 10 seconds. So maybe I find out next round. Yeah. You see it like blinking. Okay.
1: okay. And uh he'll say, uh, Boris, it seems to be working.
4: Boris is... Well, I guess they can't really hear me, so Boris giggles kind of maniacally, just like, <laughs> Drums her fingers together like a cartoon supervillain.
1: Very much, very much taking it in. The fact that like Jorel has taken this healer role, he's been taking care of all of our wounded crew and getting our numbers back up. Quinn firing his short bow, Zero blasting away with reason. Hedrick is like cape, cape unfurled in the wind, ready to ready to face this.
2: Beautiful. All right, Quinn and the ship. What are you
3: guys doing? Yep. So I am. I'm gonna kind of follow uh, Hedrick's lead. I'm going to give um, Zero uh, some inspiration, albeit weaker than Hedrick's, but inspiration nonetheless. Um, and I just shouted at him, Zero, you might fail, die even, but don't let this be boring. Wow. Hmm.
0: All right, so what kind of inspiration is that?
3: D8. That is a D8. Okay, good. Let me dig a D8 out have it out on the table and then with the ship that acts as my my action although that's a that's a bonus action isn't it so uh my actual action is to shoot um shoot my my short bow again Mm -hmm. um no listen it worked the first time let's see what happens uh 12 plus 6 is an 18
2: yep you pick up one more crew. They are still above
3: half. Sweet. Didn't even need bardic inspiration. Went for it. Um, and then uh, the ship. And I might have lost track of where we are. So we've got one port side that's like.
2: They're both behind port. One port, one star. Oh, right. They're, they're like, they're,
3: they're, they're trying to
2: move to come up alongside you. So they're all behind us. Yes. Yes. All three. Okay. So we yeah, can't the third shoot one at is, them. The Correct. third one is a considerable distance behind. No, unless you rotate the ship.
3: Sure. Um, so if I rotate... Let's you say starboard. Yep. Right? And then move forward. That's two actions. But that gets us angled enough to shoot.
2: Yeah, that would potentially put you in a dangerous position to be rammed.
3: But also fair.
2: Yes, you could do that.
3: Um. Is the closest ship the most damaged? No, it's the farthest ship that's the most damaged. Yes. Yeah, because it's slow. But the one on the starboard um,
2: side is. Missing a considerable number of its crew and has taken some hull damage and potentially will be taking some more shortly.
3: So yeah, let's go for it. We're gonna shoot at it.
2: All right. So you're gonna move. You're essentially moving up and then turning, shifting starboard yep. to point the cannons at it. Yep. Okay.
3: Correct. So
2: that's. Yeah, Can I went... use
3: bardic inspiration during this? No, right? You're rolling you for this ship,
2: but. The... Yeah, you're rolling so the, for the ship, ship doesn't have
3: inspiration. Okay, it's
2: you personally.
3: Okay. Sure, fair enough.
2: Because you're not lighting now, can every single time. I give bardic yet? inspiration to the ship? <laughs> you can give bardic inspiration to the crew, I suppose. Right, but you okay, on my next to turn, i we'll with that. Yeah.
3: Right, yeah. So my, my lucky feat, it, I can reroll any roll, right?
2: that for you make personally defeat. The ship
3: is rolling oh, but right isn't now. this is the ship. Right, you've yeah. already did this. Right, right, right. Okay. So it is a it's a 10.
2: Yeah, 10 does not hit. Again, the maneuver was probably just a little too difficult and they couldn't get the, sure. the the shot up properly. This happens a lot.
3: I'm I'm expecting a lot of this crew and I feel like I just need to like pull back a little bit. We'll see what happens on the next turn. All
2: right. Well, the next turn is Durrell's.
3: Uh
5: so Jarrell would be at least smart enough to assume that throwing these ten pound uh, grenades into the ocean would probably just sink them. The only reason the one stayed afloat was because they put it in a barrel, right? Yes. Okay. So then Jarel will kill the last crew member. You're gonna
2: revive that one too. God damn. He's revi- he's revived the entire fucking crew of this ship. It's <laughs> very Jarel. Yay. Friendly. And and he has literally crushed like thousands and thousands of gold worth of diamonds to do
5: so. $900 gold worth of diamonds, that's not, you know, to save three men? How much is the value of three men, friend? Apparently Apparently, 900 gold, gold. (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, it's it's the value of your reputation. Certainly the captain can can relate to that, you know, no man left behind.
2: If nothing else, set the
1: market here.
2: I will say that this action has given the ship inspiration Cool. as they are cool. back to full crew.
5: I can't and heal our, anyone else. Just want to. I'm not telling the our, crew that yeah. but that's the end of my ability to do. And that. And they
2: are feeling very jazzed about it. That also means that if one of you were to die,
5: you're shit out of luck. Well, I still have. Uh, well, I have one spell that I can prevent some of that with if it were to be the case. Just saying. So...
2: We're gonna... Is that that all Jarrell? Yeah, that's
5: all Jarrell can do.
2: Alright. That's significant. Alright, so these um, undead ships, now these ghost ships are going to, you know... The one that was on your port side had to now correct its course once again, and is not really in a position or path to intercept properly. However, the one that is severely damaged is now going to attempt to ram your ship. This is the same one that has the grenade embedded in it. And so you see it, like, now, because you guys are kind of now making a T, right? Because you turn to fire upon it. And it's going to use two of its movement, and then its last action to ram you with its 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 with its like flaming skull front. Your hull takes thirty-seven fire damage as the you know starboard side is rocked by impact. And now you can see that all of the remaining undead crew are now running towards the front of the ship to try to hop off of it and onto yours. Before they do that You hear a very loud, like, almost like a... Just like a ding! And the grenade explodes. You see that initial concussive blast from, like, the, you know, your five-second option. You said, like, that that concussive blast of, like, force. Right? But then that wave of force sucks back inwards, and then... like, out pops six different smaller grenades. (laughs) And those explode. Phil, roll me 8d6. I have to get a couple more, and all I have are these big metal ones. Okay. And then whatever you roll there, please add 20 to that.
1: Oh my.
2: <clears throat> okay, twenty nine. And you added twenty to that.
5: Oh no, forty nine total. Great. I was say eighty eight to only get nine. <laughs> no, no, I have three fives and a six. Nice. Hold on
1: there, and then
2: four one one two yeah so yeah um you see just untold damage just like just just wreak havoc across the, the top of the ship a whole bunch of skeletons die and you can actually see now that the entire center of the ship just goes concave um and it like now like pitches up so you can see that a few like, you know whatever undead crew were at the front of this ship are like running up the front of it as it's now tipping up like the fucking titanic as it's taking on water and they're all hopping off to try to get onto your ship but only about like 10 make it the rest fall into the water but now there are 10 um undead There appears to be eight skeletons and two wraiths aboard your ship and the crew begins to immediately engage. Boris, you had an action prepared for this. Yes. They are. You were on the port side, I believe, right? I am on the port side. Yep. You can, so you're looking across the ship at the you know where the sh- the other one had rammed into it and is now sinking, um, and, a, and a bunch had jumped off there you know um, off the front of it to get onto the ship. and are so now on
4: we're, our ship.
2: They're they are now on the ship. Yes, and engaged with the crew.
4: How far away from me would they be if they're all the way across the ship, then?
2: Um, well within range of you throwing your dagger.
4: Excellent. I throw my... D- d- yeah. I, I, I stay in my hiding spot. right? Because that gives me advantage. Um, and, and throw my dagger. Are you
2: throwing pack. it at a, at a skeleton or at one of the larger, like, rates?
4: At, like, the this the biggest looking thing out of the entire group like whatever the yeah. absolute scariest tankiest looking one is those would be the two rates does one of them look tankier than the other one or less like they it was about with about grenade?
2: The same. <laughs> they look like about the same
4: cool so i just pick one and you know th- my dagger at it without coming out of hiding i guess if they're kind of like distracted by being interacted with the crew just kind of like you know, pop up enough to, like, puck my dagger and pop back down.
2: Nice. All right.
4: Um, And I guess I need to roll for that. You sure do. Cool. 29? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a nice roll.
2: (laughs) You definitely hit that.
4: Beautiful. So, this sneak attack damage.
2: Screech is in pain.
4: Thirty-five damage. Holy shit! Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 It takes (laughs) thirty-five damage. Holy shit.
4: Um, and I guess, do I need to, like, do a stealth check or anything for remaining hidden through that process?
2: You can use your cunning action to
4: hide. I use my cunning action to rehide.
2: Very nice. Okay. Uh, we're back to initiative order now. Because, again, like, so, like, it, I, I'm actually going to say I'm going to resolve a little bit of, like, the, the initial combat that happens on top of the ship here. Um, just by making a series of rolls. man these guys suck (laughs) all right your crew handily wins the fight you lose two crew members and they slay five skeletons we are on to boris wait again yeah you use your reaction for that attack
4: oh yeah dope boris uh, once again fling uh, it, Literally exact same thing Once again sticks her head up You know what doesn't even stick her head up Because she's just that fucking good Knowing exactly where that wreath is Just like through, over the barrel or whatever She's hiding behind Sure uh, And 26
2: <laughs> 26 also definitely hits
4: Okay looks even better Oh, it's not better. Thirty-four.
2: Thirty-four is still enough to kill it. And you see it just like as the as your dagger makes contact with it, right? It's like wispy, smoky, like you know, undead form, just like shrieks out in in pain, and then just dissipates into the into the mists that you're sailing through. And your dagger reappears back in your hand.
4: Which is the only part that I actually see, since I was not looking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you heard it, though. No. You hurt it and you heard it. I realized mm-hmm. I said that there really we go. poorly. It was all right. All well done. Um, we're going to now go to zero.
0: Mm-hmm. And you say there's one more wraith aboard the deck.
2: There sure is.
0: All right. It, well, it, it killed one of your crew. Yes, and it, in turn, was killed in one turn, which I see as a standing challenge. So we'll start with three attacks, and we are going to use Sharpshooter and take a minus five to hit for plus ten and raw damage on it. Sounds um, good. So that just turns my modifier to a mere plus eight. Uh, let's see, a 15 plus eight, that's 23. Yes. Yes. Right. 17, so that's a 25. Yep. And a net 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Let's
3: All see it. All
0: right. So let's see. 10 plus 10 plus 6 for the first. So that's 3. That's 19 for the first attacks damage. Okay. Uh, 15 plus 6. 21 for the second attacks damage. Okay. Okay and let's see where does uh where does our crit modifier apply um in relationship to that sharpshooter damage or is it just uh a full d10 plus the rolled d10 plus the uh uh 10 for sharpshooter
2: as we said was max damage you know hold on
0: yeah, no. but what is max damage? Is that just max die before Well, modifier? seeing as
2: how t- technically in the rules is written, a crit is just you roll your damage dice twice, right? Um, then we're saying we're just taking max damage. Like any modifiers to that damage are added after that. They don't get doubled.
0: Okay, nope, that would just be a single. Okay, so it would be the 10 plus 10, so that's 26 plus die, which is 9, so 35 for the final.
2: That brings the grand total to seventy-five damage. Yes, you obliterate it. <laughs> Challenge accepted.
1: <laughs>
2: as three, as these three bolts, you know, fire out from reason. Each one, again, a flash of light with with each impact, um, and then the wraith just fades away into the mist.
0: Okay, good. Now that we've uh, more or less resolved, um, well, is there any threat remaining from that ship? There's a few
2: skeletons on board, but the crew seems to now be overwhelming them, and we'll probably finish them off by the time Quinn even has a chance to give them orders.
0: Excellent. It's time to start preparing the defense for the ship coming up from portside.
2: All right. Um, Hedrick.
1: Quinn did not use his inspiration, did he? He did not. Okay. Just to make sure, I know you can't stack Inspiration, but that is Hedrick's favorite way of using his bonus action. Um, As Bard is wont to do, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he will continue to inspire on this time. Jarell, do you have Inspiration?
5: Yes.
2: Still? Raise your hand if you don't have Inspiration. Yeah, just Boris? Okay.
1: All right, certainly, um, he's, uh, he's really enthusiastic at at how Boris performs. Um, certainly combat is not unfamiliar to her, and she's proficiently, like, executing from these hidden positions. So, I'm trying to think of a clever way. I didn't pre-write anything. But uh, needless to say, um, he's just gonna say, all right, Boris, this one's for you. And he's gonna go over to port side and he will catapult another grenade, this time set for 10 seconds, because that cluster bomb had a tremendous scattering effect. And if nothing else, if he lands it on the deck, he'll be be happy. Um, How far away is
2: the port side ship? It's about, Sixty feet behind you. Okay, so I still actually no, no. It's more than that. It's about, it's actually about a hundred feet behind you because you know it's trying to catch up from that maneuver. So it, it actually lost some of that gain it had on you guys because of Quinn turning away from it.
1: It makes sense. Uh, Hedrick will tune his amplifier just a click, you know. So he's not going to eleven with this one. He's not going to double the distance, but he's going to give it just a little bit extra to clear that ninety feet. And sure. Get, get onto the deck. So another amplifier charge, another inspiration charge to Boris. So this one's for you, Boris. <clears throat> and you hear a loud crack of a sound, um, even though the loop doesn't necessarily touch it. It just looks right. like he, he pushes it out and it goes flying onto that ship.
2: Sounds good. And yeah, this. Uh, roll me a d20 again. Just Just for gigs. 13. 13. All right. This one yeah, it embeds itself dead center into the in, into the ship. Into um, the ship,
1: not on the deck.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like on the deck, like but into it is in like it sticks itself right there.
1: Cool. Alright, do I I'll roll the 4D eight? Yeah. Well.
2: Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen damage to the hull.
1: Can I see anything else out in the fog?
2: Not in my, at this, in my movement i mean my just vision is limited to like 100 feet or so or i mean maybe maybe a like yeah like it's barely that right you can like you can see the ships because they're glowing right and there's kind Ooh. of a faint glow that permeates the mist right that's that makes it more than just gray but has that greenish hue to it so it's like
5: greenish hue god damn it <laughs> um
2: anyways uh, but yeah like it's hard to see really too much further um, so you don't really know what lies ahead of you right now in the direction you're sailing hey. um, yeah and actually you even hear a shout from the helmsman that his compass is going crazy he actually has no idea what heading the ship is pointed at now
1: We don't notice any other glowing things
2: around us. No other large glowing things. Just the general like glow that permeates this nest. Roger. Okay, uh, Quinn.
3: All the baddies on the on our ship are dealt with correct
2: i'm gonna say that they're dealt with and that's what your crew is has kind of worked on here
3: sure all right so i do the pew uh my random shot off toward the closest uh ship uh okay so it's an out one (laughs) but <laughs> I'm going to use my lucky feet this time because uh-huh. inspiration's it's, not going to be here, Hedrick.
2: It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a you roll right there, so go right ahead. So then,
3: okay, so because I'm using a lucky roll and I was at disadvantage originally, do I I reroll at disadvantage again, or do I roll a third die?
2: It just says you can reroll any die so you can re-roll that one and then just take the lower... Keep your original other one, right? And then take the lower of those two?
4: Okay. Oh, yeah, I re-roll guess. the worst of those two rolls? Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Okay. So... That, it nope, that makes sense. still pick the worst. Like,
2: right? But still pick the worst.
3: So... So that, that was still, I think, a smart move. So... Because um, it wasn't a <laughs> nat <in that> one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I get... What am I doing? Oh, plus six, right? So I'm going to... You're also Bardically inspired. I know. I'm just trying to decide whether I want to use it. Because it's a D10. And I feel like if I fail, I, I failed because I matched it. So I'm just going to go with it. So it's a 17. Yeah, that's enough to hit one of the things on board. Cool. Okay, so. I, <laughs> great. Kill another thing. Um, yeah, skeleton. Just and drops. then I'm going to use my bonus action. To give bardic inspiration to hedrick um because he's the only one that doesn't have bardic inspiration right now uh and this is what he says <laughs> hedrick you are a musician but there is no sweeter music than the screams of our enemies now go compose <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're into that oh my you're God. Into all kind of stuff, like, <laughs> here's some interesting things. Uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take that advice. Um, th- thank you.
2: Thank all you. right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Jarrell, or I'm sorry, the, the ship. Are you continuing to move? What uh What are you oh. trying to do? Because again, this now, um, now the other ship is now directly behind you. Right. And the other so one. So if, if is the, I if and, and I... the and the and the heavily damaged one at this point is
3: is is losing ground. Sure. So it's so far behind. Um...
5: Can you shoot it?
3: No, right? Uh, you
5: turned to be parallel to both of them, kind of. Like, one's a little... Sure. Far yeah, away.
2: I mean, you could probably fire the cannons at disadvantage here and try to hit it.
3: If you're trying because to shoot too the, far away. the one that's far away, yeah. Um... Oh, I see. Wait, I'm confused. What so about the, the one, one that's catching near up to us? us? The one that's catching up yeah, to you is they're, directly they're
2: right is, like, is like almost directly behind you. It's like you're like it's right. you guys are moving this way. It's kind of coming up like this. Sure.
3: Um, and then the one that's farthest from us is shooting. So I'm able to shoot, but at disadvantage. Right. And it will probably attempt to do the same to you.
5: I would just maneuver us again, but.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking getting away from the closer ship is the smarter move. Um So yeah, we're gonna go so if I if I use our three actions to just get as far from the closest ship as we can, we're still like so port side then, right? So still port side, we can still shoot at disadvantage on the next turn. Right, we're still angled toward that other ship. Correct.
2: Okay. You're, you're, ang- you're angled so, yes. towards... Yeah, you're angled towards... Right, like, currently angled towards the furthest shift. the heavily damaged one, the Force cube you know, like, destroyed right. one. And the other one is trying to, like, catch up to you again and come alongside now on the short side.
3: Yeah, let's use our three actions at this point to get as far from the closest one as possible. That sounds good. You guys... You, 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 like I said, you move at a good
2: clip. Um, as you move ahead... In the mist you can start to hear the sounds of cannon fire. You also hear the sounds of people screaming.
3: Not the music I wanted to hear.
1: Jabril, what does your uh, divine sense tell you?
2: Give me the range on that again, if he's about to use it. I mean, now Jarrell's turn. Yeah, it's my turn now. Uh,
5: I mean, I'm pretty sure what my divine sense is going to tell me. (laughs) I don't even think I need to use divine sense to have to just base intuition. Tell me, real. It's uh, sixty feet. Sixty feet. Okay. Uh, I don't think we can see anything within sixty feet, so Jarrell probably. Wouldn't necessarily use this ship. Just this ship. Um, I I wouldn't think so. Okay, so we're moving towards the sound of people screaming, probably right? Because these zombies don't seem to, or undead don't seem to make whole. Yeah, it sounds like
2: people screaming. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, Jarrell is going to. I can't revive the two crew members. Um, the other ship is too far away for me to do anything to it. I'm going to hold an action, an attack action, uh, if anything, like if we were to get into range of something before my next day Okay, sounds good.
2: Um, so, the ship that's furthest away from you is going to attempt to fire. Uh, it will get one hit. It hits the hull for twelve fire damage, and you lose two crew members. All that
3: revival for nothing. Now We're you're
2: worship. yeah. Now, now you're one under. Where you, you know. <laughs> had before um yeah and the the ship that's directly behind you now tries to to, to pull alongside but you can see that as it's trying to come up to, to board you then see it now start so to deviate and head kind of diagonally away at any point
5: will... does it come within 60 feet of us yes can i throw my bombs at it
2: you can throw one at it
5: but i get two attacks per action
2: you get two attacks when you're attacking with a like a, a weapon, not like an improvised explosive device. It's worth a shot, <laughs> Jarrell. Which, by the way, there is still one stuck to this ship that is about to go off.
5: Yeah, but it it still seems like it has its whole crew. We haven't really hurt this one too much, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. True. Um, but, but but you see it again, strangely starting to now instead of try to pull alongside, now pull away. slightly. it's like angling mm-hmm. itself away from.
5: And we determined that um, under 60 foot is regular attack throw. Yes. Okay. I I did the average, and the best ever is like 75 feet, so I figured that's like the cutoff. (laughs) So there's like a 15-foot gap of shot put. but yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. I will set the charge for... Ten seconds again, because I like how that one worked, and I will <laughs> heave it on as best I can, trying to aim for the deck of the ship. Okay, I mean you're able to make it on. You're able to hit onto it.
2: Cool. Now, the start of the, uh, well, at the end of this, you know, ship's turn. Now, the first one goes off. You see that again? Concussive blast, like that just. Put and it sucks back in. Instead of popping out those like six grenades to the side, they all shoot up straight up in a straight line and then fall back down and then explode. Roll me eight D six. I told you all these were slightly unique. So how many D six? Eight D six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six, and we're gonna add twenty to that. So Forty six. And we'll say that a good chunk of crew were affected by this, so they lose 10. There's Got it. Mm-hmm. And then this explosion preemptively sets off the other grenade thrown at it. Because it's set off preemptively, uh, just another concussive blast pops off from this grenade. Uh, John, roll me sixty-six. Forty. Nice. And nine crew are taken out by that. Okay, and this rocks this ship because now two large explosions have gone over, gone up on the on the top hull. the The sails are destroyed. The mast is barely holding itself together. Um, you know the hull itself. You know there's still plenty to, to work with here. But again, it's these ships were kind of routed out. But this thing is still continuing to pull away from you. Um, and now, before we get to your ship, uh, directly ahead of you, you start to see lots of glowing green lights.
5: Glowing green lights.
2: Lots of them. And you're also beginning to start to see some of the buildings of Ardwall come in, you know, come into focus. You can see there's uh, a lot of fires in, like, buildings on the coast. Uh, Damn it! I hope we're not too late. And dozens of these ghost ships are all around this harbor area including one gigantic one in the center that looks very similar to one of the ships that you encountered at the lighthouse. Oh, no. And aboard it, arms folded, staring at you as you approach, is Ebenezer himself. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. <laughs> Done. Hey, internet. If you like us, you could find us on the internet. Wait.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like yes.
2: it. Yes. <laughs> yes, those very same interwebs. Were- That you found this podcast on, you can also find our social media presence, which is on Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. It's also on Facebook and Reddit, just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. However, those places will point you to the crown jewel, the pen the, the ultimate uh tool of communication that we use to talk to you, our wonderful audience, and that is our Discord server, where you can meet, interact with us, talk about the show, talk about other things going on in your life, and just, you know really just hang out with a wonderful audience of uh, you know nerds and other awesome like-minded people. And if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, really just means a lot to us to see all the wonderful things you've said about us you know, in the past and currently. Um, you can also email us at haplessheroes at gmail.com. I promise you we will say some wonderful words right back to you on the air. And if you really really like us you can donate to our patreon it's just patreon.com slash we have a variety of different rewards on there we've talked about them a lot you know i mean just i would i would suggest just going on there checking out we got behind the scenes audio shiny discord server rolls fills you know amazing recordings it's going to be just the grand old time and we appreciate every dollar that goes into the show because we just put it right back into it anyways we also donate to other content creators like Tabletop Audio for example that we use you know so many of his ambiences and sound effects and stuff and you know we just try to kind of continue that circle of, of giving throughout the role playing and uh, RPG and tabletop community um, so thank you and also I'm going to take this one this time friends if you love us like really really like us like Sally Field and the whole deal love yourself like just take some time because you know what it's been hard for everyone I think especially this last year and I think it's 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 high time we tell you that you know it just take some time to love yourself because if you love us you how could you possibly love us if you can't love yourself so take (laughs) yourself out on a safe walk wearing a mask throughout your neighborhood even though it's probably cold outside right now it doesn't matter or you know take up a new hobby or you know maybe try to find a D &D game for yourself if you're not currently in one just do something to take care of yourself and love yourself and therefore can then perform all the other loving actions to show us how much you
5: really love us i spent a lot of the quarantine loving myself
2: (laughs) there you go i prefer to pre-ritualize follow john and phil's example (laughs) (laughs) and just love yourself anyways i'm gonna go ahead and outro this cast before we start taking a more um well a turn to this podcast was never intended for so starting on my right we have john playing lord Jarell the light until next time phil as hedrick the entertainer
4: ardwall Cole as Boris the Butcher. So many ghosts, so little daggers.
2: <laughs> Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. We will get
3: through this together as crew.
2: And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War.
3: Good night, everyone.
2: And I'm Francesco, I've been your host of DM. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: bye. bye.